Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome. It's a hot and happy Manhattan Friday for about 50 illegal immigrants who arrived fresh in New York City on a bus sent by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. On Thursday, the New York Times posted an article with the scare headline, GOP governors cause havoc by busing migrants to East Coast. (laughs) Yes, Michael Knowles tweeted, Hmm, the mass influx of illegal aliens into red states is a great benefit, quote-unquote, our strength. Yeah, as in diversity is our strength. But a small influx of those same illegal aliens into blue cities causes havoc? Yes, we've had havoc pretty much ever since Joe Biden was inaugurated at the border. We have a dramatic illegal immigration border crisis that they're suddenly just discovering in New York City. This is where, (laughs) uh, you know, this is a bit of a political stunt, but it's the sort of thing that's actually, we're seeing now some stories on the evening news about immigration because guess what? The illegal immigrants are showing up on the doorsteps of the networks in D.C. and New York City. Now, our main topic today, everything done by Nicholas Fondacaro, the night train, the associate editor of Newsbusters, radio and TV spokesman for the old MRC. Welcome, Nicholas. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me on. Now, the big news mm-hmm. was that the View named permanent co-host. Now, there wasn't a lot of drama in this because we'd had whispers and gossips for weeks, but yeah. they named Alyssa Farah Griffin, mm-hmm. the latest Trumper turned anti-Trumper. It's really funny the way they're allowed to do that. They never had the principle to begin with to not work for Trump, but then they use working for Trump as their way into CNN, their way into The View. And then, of course, she was, uh, the way you had this, uh, she was just really, uh, had a craptastic intro. Thank you, thank you. If anyone had ever told me I'd be sitting at a table with Whoopi Goldberg, I would have said, you are crazy. No, mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the, the, the way that she's able to get, a, get away with that kind of stuff is that she goes through this sort of like, reminds me of like the Da Vinci Code, like with the Opus Dei monk, where he's just like the self-flagellation <laughs> of just like beating. Like, like that's how her, Stephanie Grisham, can get like on these shows. It's just like, we're just going to just whip ourselves and just make ourselves like these sort of martyrs for the cause of anti-Trump. Now. Oh, I thought maybe it was like Joy Behar and they're they're in the frat. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Swat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> then she went into this tick about how wonderful Barbara Walters was. Let's listen to a little of that. Barbara Walters had this vision for bringing women from totally different backgrounds, lived experiences, careers, to talk about the tough issues that, frankly, our elected officials often aren't tackling. And we do that every day. And we're having important conversations. I can't say how much I've learned from all of you, and I hope to learn from all of you. If there's one thing I believe, it's that there's more that unites this country than divides it. And I think that we can demonstrate at this table what our elected leaders often can't, which is disagreeing, but doing so respectively, doing so in a fact-based mm-hmm. manner. Yeah. We don't need any of these you know, conspiracies and lies that have taken over so much right. of news. And just thank you, ladies, and thank you to the whole well, team. You know, I don't think she's talking about The View here, Nick. 
because she's saying we're going to argue in a fact-based manner. Uh, that's not what we're familiar with. No, like literally, they they, they literally have uh, these legal notes that they're, they're constantly putting out. I'm at the end of the year that I'm going to like compile them and put put together like a a newsbusters breakdown of all their legal notes. Well, I mean, the, yeah, we can get into the the whole turning point USA thing in a minute. I, yeah. I wanted to run through. Uh, you know, just this whole idea that she's saying, oh, we're going to demonstrate how the country can come together. That's only if you agree with them on everything. And, and, and she's also saying, like, we, we, like this, like we're this example for uh, our elected leaders. Like, no, like you like you're an example of it. Where it's, it's like just dysfunctionality. You're not the example. You're not the example setter. You're you're the symptom of everything else. Well, and even if you all agree with each other, it doesn't mean that you're civil. If you're, if you're mm-hmm. all agreeing that uh, the Republicans are horrible, horrible Hitlers, that doesn't mean you're civil. It just means you all agree with each other. But they, that is the confusion sometimes. Exactly. And you even had uh, Hostin and and uh, Alyssa sort of go, uh, Sonny and Alyssa go, go back and forth to each other where uh, Alyssa's basically saying, it's like, oh, I adore you guys. We're going to be, it's just, we're just going to be sporty. Our conversations are going to be sp- uh, sporty. And then Sonny is just like, it's going to be more than sporty. Basically, <laughs> you've been like, get ready because we're going to come at you full bore. But, you know. And then Alyssa does like her, ah, yeah, it's going to be more than sporty. <laughs> like, it's like, you know you're going to get reamed. Yeah, if, if, look, but that happens if she actually pushes back. You know, I, I, I think that. Megan McCain couldn't stand to be there anymore. Um, Nicole Wallace failed. Wallace was dumped because, according to them, according to the reporting at the time, she underwhelmed ABC bosses by not offering enough dissent about political issues. That's, I think, where Alyssa's headed. I don't think she's going to have the courage to put mm-hmm. a lot of dissent in there. She wants Whoopi's approval. Oh, Whoopi, you're just so wonderful. Which is- it's so weird because like Alyssa, she'll she'll do light pushback and then cave when she'll she'll put out the, like a, a slight Republican counterpoint and then cave immediately when they respond to her. But if they wanted that pushback and like that fervent like Megan McCain style, they should have went with Lindsey Granger, who actually got loud counter to counter them and pushed back on actual Republican philosophies and issues. Yeah, I mean, I imagine they might rotate her in when somebody's gone. Mm-hmm. I suppose, but yeah, for the Perhaps. most part. Because now they have six now, with because they also got Anna Navarro now was the second hire. Oh yes, that's so right. now that they have six that they can go through, you may, may, hopefully we can see Granger, but yeah. I think now they have a bigger pool to rotate through. All right, so then we we had all these anonymous tipsters at the New mm-hmm. York Post. The, the Daily Mail had somebody saying about Farah Griffin, her soon-to-be co-hosts are very upset. They feel she isn't authentic and changes her opinions based on who her paymaster is. Well, that's obvious. Yeah, it, that's what like that's like one of the truths that don't make it onto the show. <laughs> Anna Navarro especially feels let down as they are hiring someone who is an essential part of the movement that destabilized this country. Okay, and then another source said her appointment will also cost us bookings. Wanda Sykes pulled out because she didn't want to be on the show with her, which sounds like the spirit of Rosie O'Donnell. Which is sort of weird because it's just like, okay, then just move them to a show that she's not going to be on. Like, like, the, the, like, some of the hosts don't show up there all the time, so like, okay, just move her over to a show that Alyssa's not going to be a co-host on. That's right. One of those boring Friday shows that they don't tape live. Yeah. 
Well, and sometimes there's the whole assumption in, in the, some of the press that this this that Griff, Farrah Griffin and Navarro were conservatives, which is not true, or to say they're Republicans, which I suppose Farrah Griffin would still try to claim she is, uh, but you can't do that with Anna Navarro, Nick. I mean, in, yeah. in January 6, 2020, she tweeted about Biden. Oh, Jesus, he is pure decency and empathy. I love Joe Biden. Then she, three days later, she gave him $250. Well, <laughs> she also donated in January 2020 to Democrat Senate candidate Mark Kelly of Arizona. Now, Senator Kelly, who won the remainder of McCain's term, she tweeted, join me in donating to Kelly's campaign, markkelly.com. And she gave three, at least $360 to Kamala Harris. Then she tweeted, oh, no, I've been caught. I bought shirts from at Kamala Harris website to give to young women in my life so they know little girls of color can grow up to be presidential candidates or anything else they dream. My goddaughter Julia and sister Gloria wear them proudly. And somebody's going to call this woman a Republican. Oh, exactly. And one of my other things, one of my other takeaways from like when you were reading the amounts, I'm just like, oh, I guess the view doesn't pay that well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> if you really care about them, right, and you're and you're getting all the, this like TV money, max out the donation. Yeah, it is certainly not the maximum. And yeah, yeah. if you were really enthusiastic, you'd give to a super PAC and really load it up. But exactly. But it's you know, it, it is noticeable enough that it shows up on the Federal Election Commission commission exactly. records there. Mm -hmm. Once you donate two hundred and fifty dollars, you're supposed to report those as opposed to, I'll buy your people a couple of pizzas and nobody will know. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing I wanted to mention before we moved on to all the crazy stuff we've seen on television, uh, Megan McCain was reminding everybody that uh, the last straw for her was when she went back to the show after her daughter was born and Joy Behar said on air, nobody missed you. We didn't miss you. You shouldn't have come back. I mean, that's the nature of the way yeah. the show is. It's so intolerant. They really don't listen. And this is where, to me, um, I, I don't think you or I are the slightest bit optimistic that Alyssa Farrah Griffin's going to do things like M Meghan McCain did, where mm -hmm. a Bernie Sanders would have to actually worry. Exactly. You know, or... Uh, they had they had Elizabeth Hasselbeck, uh, Hasselbeck yeah. on the other day, and they showed when she was coming back on, and they had like this highlight reel of her moments where she was like getting in Obama's face, getting in all these Democrats' faces, and really pushing them on. You're not gonna see the, the like they had like a highlight reel of Alyssa when they were announcing her, and all of her stuff was like bashing Republicans and some and, and and that. So like this is pretty much what they have her on for. It's like okay, we have somebody we can say is a conservative. But they're here to be a Republican basher. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a CNN Republican or an MSNBC Republican. And, of course, she is also a CNN Republican. Mm -hmm. And Navarro, in their, in their sense of the word, is a CNN Republican. Now, we know Anna Navarro worked for Jeb Bush back in the day, uh, back at the beginning when, when Trump made mincemeat out of him. The other thing that Megan McCain said, she told the commentary podcast about her daughter, Liberty, if she in 15 years came to me and said to me, The View wants to have me host there, I would lie in front of a train track before I let her go to that show. So she still feels rather strongly that that was not a happy place. It's like the uh, the trolley uh, paradox, right? The, 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 the trolley scenario. It's like flip a switch. Yeah. It is just, um, it, to me, it, it, if we didn't find it, watchable for summarizing on newsbusters i would find it unwatchable i just mm -hmm. i don't respect their opinions 
um, even attorney Sonny Hostin. I don't I don't respect their opinions. I don't think they have a lot to say. And I think Joy Behar is an embarrassment to television in general, not just that show. Mm-hmm. You know, she used to have a show on like oh, CNN, HLN, a talk show like she was Larry King. I mean, that's probably more her shtick where she could just make lame jokes or she could be like the the Jimmy Kimmel of cable. This is not... She should not be in any show that anybody thinks is part of a news division. So let's uh, let's go to the list. It, uh, you could call this a Fonda carousel of items. <laughs> yeah, well, if we like, we were just talking about Whoopi, so let let's stick with that because okay. recently she uh, sort of they were having a conversation uh, with with Hasselbeck Hasselbeck about um, abortion abortion and sort of it was Whoopi's take on. God's, uh, God's uh, not making a mistake. God's omnipotence, and let's let's take a quick listen to to this. As you know, God doesn't make mistakes. God made us smart enough to know when it wasn't going to work for us. That's the that's the beauty no. of giving us freedom of choice. No. Yes, because I know my relationship. You know, my relationship is always choppy. <laughs> with God. It's always shocked. God? With God, always, because I have a lot he of questions. You. You're his favorite. Oh, I listen, I, I, I have no doubt, but I also know that God made me smart enough to know that if there are alternatives out there that can work for me, I will investigate them. But I also know God said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I will not make that decision for anybody. Look, I think the problem with this from my perspective is you know, a Catholic looks at this and says, no, you getting pregnant could be seen as God's choice for you. You know, so your abortion could be the mistake. You're, but when you get an abortion, you're saying God made a mistake. Um, they're certainly not admitting that they made a mistake in getting pregnant. I mean, and, and they never want to discuss this. And this would something you could not see on The View. And that is you never take responsibility for it. You weren't. You didn't act responsibly. And anybody who has casual sex always has to realize that pregnancy is a possibility. But yes, what the Roe versus Wade abortion on demand regime was, hey, it's always there in the background. If you screw up, that's mm-hmm. your that's your birth control alternative. And, and the idea that it's like, yes, God gave you the ability to, re- to, to reason it in a half free will, that doesn't necessarily mean make all your decisions Right. Of right. course. I mean, we could. If somebody was sitting there who wanted to have an honest philosophical conversation, you would say, "Well, Whoopi, if I hauled off and punched you in the face, I'm not recommending that." Mm-hmm. Would you say, "Well, God wanted me to do that. He gave me free will to punch you." Yeah. I mean, it just it falls apart. Yeah. Like if she if she wants to stick with like the biblical stuff and because you're like sister act and all that, and <laughs> it's uh, as close to God as she's gotten. Exactly. <laughs> you're singing for the the pretend John Paul II, <laughs> uh, and so well, it, just looking at the Bible itself, it's like so. What, what she's saying is Adam and Eve were right to listen to the serpent in the garden. Yeah, Ramses they were given free will. Ramses was right to make the decision not to obey Moses and and all, and all the warnings and the plagues. <laughs> you know, this is but this is where you're saying that she should have faced immediate pushback on the show, which 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 she did because when she was sort of going on at like towards the end of like this discussion to go into a commercial break. She's like, oh, everybody on this panel is pro-life. We're all... Oh, stop. It, it's like, we all don't love abortion. It's like a horrible decision. And then Elizabeth 
luckily was just like, no, that's that's not what pro-life means. Like that 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 is not pro-life. Yeah, which Sarah Haynes did a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. Of, you know, they tried to say everyone is pro-life, and it's like, no, no, no. You don't get to define it as Another. You know, nobody's for abortion, which is the other half of what she said. And it's like, if your complaint is it should be legal at all times, everywhere, and we should taxpayer fund it, and we should make sure that every doctor is trained how to do it, make that whole list out. And that's pro-abortion, pro-abortion, pro-abortion. You're promoting abortion. You want to make it safe Shout and legal. abortion. You want to basically make it yeah. safe, legal, and available everywhere at all times. You don't get to say, oh, I'm not pro-abortion. I had this fight with college kids years ago. Mm -hmm. They let me into American University once. And she was like, you can't say pro-abortion. I'm like, watch me. Because, again, yeah, if, if I said we should be able to smoke everywhere at all times and, and cigarettes should be publicly subsidized, I, you'd, I'd be pro-cigarette. I'd be pro-smoking. So stop with that. Exactly. So then there's the uh, uh, I wanted to go back to Anna Navarro. Well, first she got in this thing where she's always fighting with DeSantis. Oh, yeah. And she, I think that was what this was about, right? The, the drag state. shows? Yes. So first she tried to say that the, the drag shows are glorious. Then she had to double down and say drag shows for children are, are all healthy and unlike guns because drag shows never killed any children. Yeah, she basically was making the argument that like bringing kids to drag shows is parental choice just like crt masks in schools vaccinations for kids it's on the same level choosing to bring your kid to a show of depravity is parental choice well they do that that is true that a parent has a right to do that and we have the right to criticize it but you know what you don't have a you did haven't had a right to be a parent and say i don't want my kid wearing a mask you know, it's it's not mm -hmm. easy for a parent to say, I don't want my kid to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. uh, this is, I mean, this is just the way liberals are. They want to say, oh, we need freedom of choice when it comes to drag shows, but not to everything we mm -hmm. oppose. Yeah. And she she doesn't want to, like, she, she makes it sound like this is just DeSantis just ordering his DOJ to just do this on a whim. Except for, she's ignoring the fact that Florida has laws against exposing kids to sex, sexually explicit material and content, which this certainly does. The, this place that she goes to, our house, the letter R house, not mm -hmm. our house. Mm -hmm. And um, she, 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 she would get all upset about it. And she's like, oh, I had my bridal shower there. It's like, oh, so you have a personal stake in this place. Well, I mean, but plus there's a difference between, yeah, it's like the boys going out to the strip club. Yeah. Before the wedding, that doesn't mean you take your three-year-old. Exactly, and we there was uh, going around on Twitter the last couple of days is an image from a gay pride parade where there was like they were showing kids how to dance on a stripper pole. Like yeah. that's that's not appropriate. Yeah. Well, look, I think the main thing here is that, and maybe it's the plus that, it, that she's actually taking this bizarre point of view. This should be controversial, and I think that's what DeSantis is having the courage to say. I know. That the media doesn't want you to to ever pick up the sensitive, you know, LGBT stuff. You know, they all go, ah, don't say gay, don't say gay. That's what how they characterized his bill. But what they really want is don't say anything anti-gay. They can't stand it. They don't know how to take it. Yeah, and she claims like the Republicans with, with that kind of stuff is like cherry picking the outrage. And she was saying, it's like, listen, I uh, quote, listen, I looked at the top causes of endangerment, endangerment to children, of children's deaths. It's firearms, car accidents, drownings. I've yet to see a kid that dies from being exposed to a drag queen. There, there, there's other ways to harm kids. Yeah, well, obviously. And it's yeah, it's 
You shouldn't be comparing it to car accidents, for heaven's sake. I mean, that 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 is a really lame argument. It's it's a, a parental choice to like OD on some sort of drug and and have the kid have to call nine one one, watching you like pass out in front of them. Like, I tell you, I you know I thank my uh, lucky stars every day that to to have a normal childhood. I'm not sure I turned out normal, but I <laughs> but I had a normal childhood. I had, I had two functional parents. And five brothers and sisters, and it was uh, it was the Brady Bunch, probably more sickening. Anyway, so then we have this bashing and bashing and bashing of DeSantis, which of course his staff has noticed. So they mm-hmm. actually invited him on the show. Now, what? That's obviously an invitation to a beating. Oh, exactly. And this is from his from his press department that is known for being like here are these ridiculous comments that we get sent in our emails right and they put them out for everybody to see and they, they put it out they, they they were like they sent them an email saying oh we would be honored to have him on the show and you had Brian Griffin just like post this out being like guys like and just posting this email where he just goes through listing a comment for almost each one of the hosts and being like which one of these sh- do, do you think we should consider when uh, we're reviewing your request? Is it is it Sonny calling him a bigot and a neo-Nazi, like a neo-fascist? Is it Navarro claiming that his policies are anti-American and exactly what happens in Venezuela and Nicaragua? It's, <laughs> and, and, he's, and they basically just run down this list of just like, here's all these things that other places have reported that they have said about him why should we go on your show yeah i remember our kevin tober tweeted that really early and was like this is how you do it i would have to agree it's like you know when you get invited on a show where they've denounced you as a nazi and a bigot and all sorts of things uh yeah you should feel free to go i don't think so i don't think that's good I don't think that's going to be good for me. Here's what's good for me, mocking the heck out of you. Exactly. And like, and at least some people in the media industry recognize that like the Southern Jose will sort of poison the well and prevent people from coming on because we've seen the rumors of Chris Licht going around and having meetings with Republicans and being like, what can we do to get you guys to accept our invitations more on CNN? And basically understands that like the stuff that his hosts are saying mm-hmm. before this have sort of poisoned the well. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is is that there is a complete double standard and everybody knows it, and that is that Republicans get grilled. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, Democrats get, oh, aren't you wonderful? When are you going to run for president? Now, Jake Tapper does that to, to Liz Cheney, which makes her seem like she's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When are you running for president, Liz Cheney? You're such a profile in courage. And, and so, yeah, people understand which shows are hostile or not. I mean, all they have to do. I, I'd love to see if, uh, you know, they should have just put this in the, in, the, in the message for us. According to our friends at Newsbusters, you've called DeSantis the following things. It's our list of Fonda Carol items. Boom, 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 there, boom, boom. There, there are hyperlinks in the email, but he put out a screenshot so we can't actually click on the hyperlinks <laughs> to see what they are because it's just like the blue and the underlined word. So you know it, it links to somewhere, but well, who knows? Maybe it links to our stuff. Or it could be Fox News Digital that sometimes yeah. borrows what we've what we've hit. Uh, the mm-hmm. uh, Since you mentioned neo-Nazis, we, we should discuss how they, they, The View got in trouble. Uh, yes. There was a group of alleged neo-Nazis outside the Turning Point 
a, a, a group of, from what I've heard from people who were there and have seen them and interacted with them, about like 10 losers right. who were just standing out on the sidewalk with some signs. And well, There's they, a lot of people suggesting it was like the Lincoln Project. Yeah, that it was Charlottesville possibly, guys. Yeah, that it was possibly the Lincoln Project with their thing. And this this was sort of like the same thing that happened earlier this year where there was just like so a group of people that just gathered on an overpass and suddenly it was the biggest problem in Florida that DeSantis needed to denounce to, to and denounce and deal with which he did denounce and as with as with a lot of people on the right every little incident of like one person here or there needs to be immediately denounced if only even though you denounced it 10 times previously yeah and they they like you had Whoopi claiming that they were embraced by turning points <laughs> that they were and uh, Sarah Haynes was saying they felt invited and meanwhile and then that was on a Monday and then uh, on Tuesday turning point uh, issued a cease and desist letter demanding that by the next day they need to walk this they need to take all this back or else they're gonna file a defamation suit and lo and behold the view actually had to walk it back and being like oh we miss like we were sort of wrong in mischaracterizing this and whatnot and and turning point the had it's like you guys put out these false statements intentionally made during the views uh, segment uh, unquestionably harmful to t uh, TPUSA's uh, reputation, basically laying out the sort of the building blocks needed for a defamation suit, mm -hmm. and where that they were sort of just smearing the view, or not, uh, uh, they were smearing uh, these students because this was a student event. These are kids that are still in college. Right. Well, I just think it's funny. Again, we'll go back to Alyssa Ferris, you know, boasting about what the view is, and that is. You know, we we do things in a fact-based manner. We don't need any of those, you know, conspiracies and lies that have taken over so much of news. Uh, yeah? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who's spreading conspiracies and lies there once again? Oh, and then speaking of yeah. wackiness. Mm -hmm. oh, you, oh, 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 yeah, because, like, then the day after, so mm -hmm. they had a second day of walkbacks where Whoopi had to once again come out and been like, okay, I, I cast some aspersions on these students. I don't like it when people make assumptions about me. I made assumptions about them. Mm -hmm. That My bad. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad was the quote. Well, obviously you always say, well, sometimes yeah, somebody might have watched the original one and then somehow missed all the walking and back. Exactly. But we try to make, certainly try to make it on the public record both ways. Uh, one last thing, and that was the the cinematic comparisons. Yes, they they got Ayman El Zawahiri, the the uh, the capo of Al Qaeda, one of the uh, architects of 9/11, and uh, there we have Joy Behar comparing Biden to Liam Neeson in Taken. Yeah, and then Whoopi basically suggests this is something only the Democrats do. Yeah, because she's ba she was basically saying it's like Obama took out Osama. Biden took out this guy and it's like these were Democratic presidents Republican presidents didn't do this and basically which again is incorrect because you had a uh, Trump with uh, al-Baghdadi right the head of ISIS right. the former head of ISIS and then Soleimani the right. former head of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard right two terrible people and with al-Baghdadi it was an, a raid just like uh, just like with Osama yeah. and then with Soleimani just like with uh, uh, al-Zawari here it's a warhead to the forehead <laughs> yeah it's one of those things where you just want to say uh, you know when you start comparing Joe Biden to to Liam Neeson or what next Sylvester Stallone I mean it, it, you know it's like come on you know 
don't don't make a I mean which is what they do they make they make themselves look ridiculous uh now we turn to the other great Nick Fondacaro topic which is suddenly resurfaced like the Loch Ness monster some would say it it uh, crawled up out of the basement again yeah <laughs> Chris Cuomo they announced at News Nation that he is going to be hosting a show on News Nation. Apparently, the guy running News Nation, Dan Abrams and Cuomo, are good buddies. And so uh, Cuomo's now promising on this new show he's going to be a good boy and be fair to guests. Well, that would be a, the opposite of CNN, right? I exactly. Mean, Cuomo loved getting in these yelling fights with Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, he's saying, we're going to be fair now. I'm not here to hurt anybody. I'm not here to play the gotcha games. I'm not here to make it personal, which that's literally all that that was most of what his show was with uh, CNN with primetime. Well, we know that that he can certainly take it personal. Don't call him Fredo in person. Exactly. <laughs> and He threatens to throw you downstairs. This is a high risk maybe high reward move for news nation and it it's definitely threatens their sort of reputation as or at least what the the reputation they were trying to build as sort of just a news deliverer not a news spinner or news um yeah, uh, yeah. right just this regular news network like something in between fox and cnn um something mm -hmm. that's more straight down the middle and Look, before we got to this, they hired uh, Ashley Banfield, who was at MSNBC and NBC. They hired Leland Vittert, who was at Fox. Mm -hmm. um, and look, all a of these... Adrian Banker at a from ABC. Right. Is yeah. that they, like a lot of networks, Fox under Roger Ailes was always doing this, hiring Greta Van Susteren from CNN, hiring Paula Zahn from CBS, Gretchen Carlson from CBS. Come back CNN as well. You get yeah. those where you hire these people... Yeah, to give you more star power. And so obviously, yes, News Nation's going in this direction. But yes, what they are, they are, the risk here is that they're exposing, once again, Chris Cuomo to the Fonda Carroll microscope. <laughs> that you're now listening to the podcast that he's got. He's got a new I'm podcast. Working, yeah, I, I've I blogged his podcast a couple times and I'm working on something right now. It'll probably be up later today. So is this the, the comments he had on the January 6 hearings? Was that... On with Abrams, or was that on in the this, podcast? This was, this was during his podcast where he was basically saying, um, sort of describing the January 6th committee, like be, being that there, it's like a political apparatus trying to make judicial and criminatory prosecution claims. He's basically saying it's it's sort of like a gotcha game, like impeachment was, where they're making it, they're, they're using it to score the political points when. And he, he's making the argument that you shouldn't have political figures trying to prosecute criminally because that that then you're just you're poisoning the political process and you should really be leave, leaving it up to the DOJ and local prosecutors in the states for stuff that's happening in their jurisdictions. Like you might be able to be like, oh, like we advise you to take a look at this. But when you're trying to make the case and you set up from the get go our are, the reason we're doing this is to get Trump and imprison him or get him to not be able to run for president again. You're you're getting ahead of your skis. You're getting ahead of what evidence you could find. And now you're now it just is obvious that you're just trying to find the evidence to prove your predetermined outcome. Yeah, he said, I don't see there's criminality there, at least in what's been offered. So that's definitely a different take. 
than the heavy breathing pro-January 6th committee stuff we normally get. Did he have to walk that back? Uh, actually, in his podcast that came out yesterday, he he basically like he claims that a he didn't say that <laughs> that 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 quote that you that you just read. He he claims he a didn't say that. B that he's being taken out of context, and C uh, basically saying that um, that he he didn't say this. Um, those words that yeah. you read off the page yeah. are not are out of context. Say, saying that you read it, the, the, that C point is that they're not quoting me, even though we we're literally you. exactly. But I think his sort of point is like nobody called me up for comment to clarify what I said. And he, but he, but the way he says it is nobody's quoting me. We literally have your quotes. There's literally a video of you saying it. Yeah, th this is something that 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 public figures like Cuomo would complain about newsbusters. Well, you didn't call me for comment. I don't have to call you for comment. I mean, it'd be right it, first of all, you're most likely we're going to be skeptical enough to say you probably aren't going to take that call. Yeah. Um we you know, that's one of those things. Maybe we just need to Hey look, Chris, look, hey Chris, give me your phone number. Well, technically he has oh. he has put out a phone number. I don't have it on me right at the moment, but he has asked for people to be like, oh, if you have ideas, want to leave me a message and I can answer if you have some questions. And he basically has like a number. If you want to go see what the number is, pull up his podcast and uh, it'll be at the near the very end of the show. Uh, I just don't have the number on me right now. I just you know my joke would be, you know, Nick's going to get in there and go, uh, I hope you're recording for the next 20 minutes because I got a few points for you. <laughs> But hey, but it, it, look, what he's trying to say about the committee is yeah. is, is not altered altogether different from them from what Mark Levin's saying, which is you know this is congressional hearings, oversight hearings should not be used to help set up the the, the Department of Justice to prosecute Trump. That's obviously what the news media wants. They want these hearings to have provided all the evidence that mm -hmm. allows the Department of Justice. To prosecute Trump, and, and it basically says like the the media fan the flames of this stuff because they want the provocative headlines, the uh, like the, uh, the stuff about like criminal uh, criminal referrals and all this stuff. They they want those provocative headlines, and even he said even in his walk back today when he was like trying to explain it, like Nancy Pelosi claiming that this is like the 9/11 Commission is absolutely not true because as he pointed out, it, with the 9/11 Commission, it wasn't sitting members of Congress right. doing the investigation. You had past members of Congress who had re a reputation and were respected and didn't didn't have any obvious political uh, uh, ways to win, quote-unquote. They had no well, political reason. None of them yeah. were presently in political office. Exactly. You could, you could say, you know, Governor Tom Kane of New Jersey was a Republican elected official at one point. I remember... Richard Benveniste was on there, who was actually on the original Watergate committee for for the Democrats. But you're right. I mean, none of them were were running for office when they were doing that. Mm -hmm. um, our, our complaint at the time, Nick, was that uh, they went very soft on Clinton, the 9/11 Commission. They were mm -hmm. pretty tough on George W. Bush, but they Bill Clinton kind of got the soft walk. And it's like, um, you know, Osama bin Laden planned a lot of this during the Clinton years and carried out a little bit of it early on yeah so i mean it's it's that was one of those things the news media never wanted to explore at the time because guess what they're chock full of democrats uh so i i you know i think that there is a uh, there's a real point here about the january 6th commission or committee you could you could argue hey um you guys should have made consented to a commission like 9 11 commission 
Um, you could have, uh, when Nancy Pelosi said, I'm not taking Jim Jordan or Jim Burns, uh, you know, I'm going to, we're going to suggest alternatives till we get five that you, that you can tolerate. You can make that argument, but you weren't in the room and you could certainly see what happened. And they may have, look, maybe they made the right political choice here because they're, they're showing you exactly what this is. But, you know, there's, there's really been no pushback on, on any of the claims here. And I, I wonder if when the Republicans, if and when the Republicans take over, if they keep the January 6th committee, probably won't. Maybe they'll, maybe McCarthy would do it in this way of, hey, Nancy, you send me five people and I'll take them all. I'll take whoever you want. You could put Schiff and uh, Schiffelis and uh, Jamie Messy Hair Raskin and, and uh, whatever, you know, and uh, you could even name Liz Cheney to the Democrat side and she's going to be defeated here real soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but explore all the things that they didn't do. What did Nancy Pelosi do or not do? What did Mayor Bowser do or not do? Um, and these are all things that they haven't wanted to discuss whatsoever. I would like to see Chris Cuomo. This, this is what I would put in Chris Cuomo's box. Why don't you, why don't you look into what the January 6th commission, committee is not doing and ask why they're not doing it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want to follow up with what we're doing here, Nick is going to be on The View. He gets in and he's ready to go at 11.00. <laughs> jazzed up, ready to go. Rush through traffic on the Beltway. He's ready. He's going to have it for you. Um, he's following all the new Chris Cuomo developments. Come to us at Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>